The title of um, the bulletin service today is Possibilities Unfolding, and it seems like that's a wonderfully apt title on a day when we have baby or infant or children's baptisms, when one doesn't know what is going to unfold in the life of these children or these people. Um, but if anything else, it feels like it's an incredible symbol of hope that you are doing this, you're having children, you're facing the world, you're moving forward in life, hoping and praying for all of the blessings that life can offer these children and all of us and this community as it unfolds. And also in this interesting time of both Carol and I departing soon, possibilities unfolding may take some interesting turns and twists that you have no clear view of what they may be yet, but they may be wonderfully positive ones as well. It also feels like today in the world, um, it's an anxious world and a world full of anxiety. And last night um, was at a program at Plymouth Church downtown. It was their 150th anniversary. And as a former minister there, the former ministers and many other people were invited back as guests. And it was, just it was interesting to listen to uh, where they are now and the president of our denomination was there and he gave a keynote speech. And one of the things that he talked about was how important it is and ironic it is that we, as people of faith at Plymouth United Church of Christ and St. Paul's United Church of Christ, that we have a lot of people within the wider Christian family talking about our current president as the chosen one. And if we do or do not agree with that, it's important for us to make our statements and our beliefs clear so that if that's not what we think, um, that we have a place and that, that we're all not lumped in the same place because so many people in our world and our country have very little religious background or experience or exposure and that there is a great diversity within Christianity, within Islam, within Judaism, and that uh, what people who don't see things other than little snippets on social media, we have a responsibility to be more honest about who we are if what they're reading is not what, what we think we are, who I am, or who we are as people. Having said that, the other piece that is so important today is that in the Bible story we read, or was read for us, it, there's a phrase in there, with you I am well pleased. And the first time I remember reading that years ago to do a sermon on this, I thought, well, was Jesus the only one that heard this voice? Is he schizophrenic? Is he? Um, and it's not. I mean, John the Baptist and other people talk about hearing that voice in later chapters. So I'll let go of that sort of psychoanalysis piece. But how, how amazing and how wonderful it is in those moments of clarity when something like that happens. I mean, don't we all want a burning bush? Don't we all want a voice from heaven? Wouldn't that be a lot easier to figure things out and to have that happen for us to know what our path might be? And I think that one of the things that's also important too in this time is that with you I am well pleased, not knowing how things are gonna unfold and having, um, having to negotiate a baptism with a young one that may not really want it, but it happened anyway, that baptism is a free gift. It's an important ritual, it's a sacrament. Sacraments are um, 
defined often as unseen grace or what makes the invisible visible. And it's that love and belief and hope for each one of us as individual people that is um, clear in that moment when we have that happen. And sometimes there are unforeseen things. It was before videos and before YouTube and before all that kind of thing. But the very first baptism I ever did, I thought about that because it was a little boy who was the same age as the older person, um, Kara, that was baptized today. And he had seen baptisms before. He was quite curious about it. And so I picked him up, put him on my hip, and did it this way. And then as soon as it was over, his arm shot out and he yelled, I'm in! (laughs) So I think the message for all of us to really hear there is that we are all in and we were already in and will never be out in terms of God's love and God's presence. But for him, that moment mattered and that's what he said. And the other thing with baptism, and especially baptism with children, is that one never knows how things, as I've said, one never knows how things will unfold. And last night while we were, David and I were at this Plymouth dinner, um, there was some time for mingling and such beforehand. And the upcoming moderator, uh, Sue Mall is her name, and I remembered her from the time I was there 19 years ago. Um, she said, well, I, you, you may not remember this, but you baptized my daughter, who is now 19, <laughs> and introduced herself to me, and we had a conversation. And the other sort of humbling and trying to not feel old moment was when um, another member of Plymouth, a woman who is in her early 30s, um, is the person that is following David in his job as church administrator at University Congregational. Her name is Kenna Schilling. And the week um, before I did my candidating sermon here at St. Paul's in 2001, um, I wasn't supposed to do this, but um, there was an injury to the husband of the youth leader at Plymouth. And it was, he survived and he is fine now, but at the time it was really touch and go. So at the last minute, I led the youth work camp to Chicago uh, to a wonderful, wonderful experience of a week with them. And Kenna was a high schooler in that trip. So you never know those conversations and the baptisms and the things that that you do and and how they will unfold and what kind of an impact any of us have in our parenting, in our mentoring, and in our friendships with people who are younger than ourselves. And the last thing that was interesting at Plymouth last night is that that's a big church, downtown church, movers and shakers, they have a ton of money, and it's hard to not compare yourself with them, and what are we doing, and that type of thing. So I want to share with you something that's attributed to Oscar Romero, um, the archbishop in San Salvador who was murdered during mass, during a worship service um, in the 1980s. With everything else on the internet, there's debates whether he really said this or really didn't. But the words themselves are helpful, and it's helpful to think of someone like Oscar Romero when you hear these words because of all the things that he did, and yet all the things that he remained feeling that were unfinished. So here it's his uh, writing is, Prophets of a future not our own. It helps now and then 
to step back and take the long view. The kingdom is not only beyond our efforts, it's often even beyond our vision. We accomplish in our lifetime only a tiny fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work. Nothing we do is complete, which is a way of saying that the kingdom always lies just beyond us. No statement says all that could be said. No prayer fully expresses our faith. No confession brings complete perfection. No pastoral visit brings full wholeness. No program accomplishes all of the church's mission. No set of goals and objectives includes everything. And this is what we are about. We plant the seeds that one day will grow. We water seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We lay foundations that will need further development. We provide yeast that produces far beyond our capabilities. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do something and to do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning, a step along the way, an opportunity for God's grace to enter and to do the rest. We may never see the end results, but that is the difference between the master builder and the worker. We are workers, not master builders, ministers, not messiahs. We are prophets of a future, not our own. So we are enough. Who we are and whose we are, and in this consumer culture that always tells us that we need such and such to be happy, we need to do these things to get better, that we're never quite enough, we are enough. And baptism in our country is a countercultural worship uh, ritual because it tells us something different than the rest of society says, says to us. So in preparation, uh, in closing for the sermon and in pre preparation for our reaffirmation ritual, Hear again these words from our call to worship. God calls us by name, celebrating our belonging. In water we are bound together. In love we are made one. In grace we are renewed. Amen. <laughs>